Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Samoa Joe versus Tony Deppen for the Ring of Honor TV title was our first match on only the seventh ever episode of New Ring of Honor. I may be wrong about this, but the best part about it is I'm pretty sure whoever was in the editing lab was like, look, Samoa Joe's still holding the TNT title here. Someone needs to snap that out. Also, hello, welcome to Ups and Downs, the show where I, Simon Miller, give the good bits and up and the bad bits and down when it comes to professional wrestling. Thank you very much for supporting me on it last week. So far, we are moving ahead. And look, if you get any random coughs like that, I apologize. Somehow, I'm really sick again. It's actually requiring quite a lot of energy to stand here right now. As expected, this was basically Samoa Joe wrecking Deppin as well. But I would imagine this will go on for quite a long ass time. And Samoa Joe is just going to be this spectre hanging only Ring of Honor. And everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, Samoa Joe is crazy. Tony's plan here seemed really poorly thought out too. Because at one point he decided to chop Joe. And Joe was like, don't chop me. Look at me. I'm an absolute wall. And he took his foot and he booted him right in the head. I'll do it. Tony was still able to hit a missile drop kick and get a stunner for a near fall. But the biggest problem with this match and a few others throughout this episode of Ring of Honor is I just didn't believe it. Like, when he got a 1-2-R, oh, I was like, well, that's good for the flow of the match. But is Samoa Joe going to lose here? No. I mean, even when he was able to reverse a choke into the most devastating move in all the spots, entertainment, the surprise roll-up, it still didn't get me. And after this, I think Samoa got a little bit bored. He put him in the muscle buster. He busted his muscle. One, two, three... He is still the man. Afterwards, Joe basically got on the microphone and was all like, I run ROH and I will accept any challenge when of all the people who came out to accept Mark Briscoe. This all got agreed to as well. So we are going to do Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe for this championship, probably at the pay-per-view. Just think how emotional this is going to be. Because of course we should allow Mark Briscoe to win. Then we can all feel warm and fuzzy in our tum-tums. It's the small things I tell you. All of this... Dolphin Castle was then backstage with his boys saying how they were still upset that they lost the trio's championships to the embassy in Prince Nana. And I'm pretty sure he called the prince a penny fart. And for the last few hours, I've been saying to myself, what the hell is a penny fart? Anyway, they're now ready to build themselves up and go back after these championships. And I will say, like, I know it's only the second episode. We've got to give it time. But I hope we have a bit more fun with the structure of the show down the line. Because at the moment it is match backstage promo. Match backstage promo. Given that it is a niche product, we can go absolutely crazy sometimes. So I keep my fingers crossed that's what we shall do. This all worked out very well because Dalton Castle and the boys were taken on Cody Chun, Marcus Cross and Guillermo Rosas. 
Once again, this worked out very well because me as a fan with my ass in my seat was all like, well, Dalton Castle and his crew are definitely going to win. Castle is absolutely brilliant, though, because at the start of this, he was all like, come at me, Cross, come at me. So Cross came at him and he just whooped his ass. And he was so fired up here, he even went for the bangerang. And I was like, well, it's too early to do that. You've got to work down his stamina bar first. We've all played the games. He also went to his boys for kind of a massage after this. And once again, I just think this trio are absolutely tremendous. Especially because later on, Don Castle was grabbing his friends and using them as projectiles. And that's not something you're meant to do with a human being. But even when the boys tagged in, and I believe Brandon Boy was being beaten up by Rossat, you still have Dalton Castle just going absolutely crazy on the outside to the point all the fans start going crazy. Now, look, I hope we do give him a big push of Ring of Honor. But if you want to move him across to AEW and make him the, I don't know, TNT champion... This bull guy ain't gonna moan. Chan actually got some decent offense in here as well when he was taking on one of the boys. But that just meant Dalton got the hot tag. He went absolutely bonkers again. I mean, he became these people daddy if they were his children because he was just throwing them around the place. If you are a father, don't listen to that advice. Don't hurl your kids. This is when he did indeed take his own teammates and just went whoop and threw them out one side of the ring and whooped them out the other side of the ring when he hit the bangerang, one, two, three. And honestly, they're so much fun and they have an exciting element to them, especially because they're pure sports entertainment. So I am going to give it an up. Let's do the big things. It was back to the to you, to me after this because Maria Calais was introducing Matt Taven and Matt Bennett. They were all like, yeah, we're the embassy and we're going to win. Sure they will. From nowhere, they also challenge Top Flight, though, because they feel like the Martins ruined their big comeback to Ring of Honor. This ties into a lot of what I have been saying. Let's take Dante, let's take Darius, and use Ring of Honor as some sort of a leaping-off platform so in AEW, they can get even more success. Because I tell you, if we do treat them right, they're going to fly, both figuratively and literally, because they don't care about physics. I then got reminded that Angelico and Serpentico are calling themselves the Spanish Announce Project... Straight away, I was like, yep, you my favorite tag team. They were also taking on Roosh and Drillistico, so no surprise, this was really good. It was basically all four going, well, you fly, then I'll fly, then you come in and fly, and we can all do dives. It's 2023, and that's just what we must do with wrestling. There's also the big question about whether Serpentico was Serpentico, because we never know for real. And for a good while here, everybody was just doing chops. And I think Roosh took offense to this, because at one point, someone tried to chop him, so he just went kablamo. I tell you, they went down like a ton of bricks. Frisco was then back with his springboard crossbody, and yes, he did a dive. And when Roosh pretended he was going to follow, he just stopped and he hit the taunt button. I like it when wrestlers do that, because if you did it in any other walk of life, somebody would just punch you in the face. The springboard leg drop that Delistico hit when he came back into the ring too was just picture perfect. I mean, you could put it on a postcard. When Serpentico, who was having his ass kicked, came up with quite a good idea. He was like, maybe I can cause such a fracas so that everybody runs into everybody else and then I'll be free. And damn it, it worked. Now, I'm not sure it had the intended results because all of a sudden the tag klaxon heart went off and everybody was in the ring. This is when Drillisco hit this crazy corkscrew destroyer thing. Like, I'm not sure he got all of it, but it still looked absolutely nuts. And he got the one, two, three. So I now suppose these two will go on to something else. They're all very good at what they do though and I did massively enjoy this. Give it a nap. We broke the pan after that because there was no backstage skit. We went right into another match. There's also Trisadora versus Billy Starks as Ring of Honor continues to establish and introduce brand new wrestlers to us. So I'm sure the stories and the angles and narratives will come. Don't forget for those people being negative Nancys, 
is only week two. Almost instantly we got a dive because it is 2023 wrestling, although Starks made a terrible mistake here because Adora must have been going like, man, everyone doing dives in all these matches. If anyone does it to me, I'm going to smack him right in the head. What she did. She also slammed her into the ring apron, and you're not going to believe this because I went to talk to some scientists who have been studying this for years, and that's right. The hardest part of the ring. Trish then hit this awesome stalling German suplex thing. That's for Ein Schachsburg. When the two just smashed each other with forearms and big boots. It really did start rocking and rolling at this point too. Where Billy also hit this spin kick. But Trisha Dora was so livid. She was like, how dare you hit me in my skull. And she just smashed her with that big lariat. And she pinned her. Just like that. One, two, three. And it was good though, because it was just two people scrapping. And again, we are building the women's division here, which I'll talk to you about when we get to the main event, because Uda Lally, that was good. But now you know who those two people are if you've never watched Ring of Honor before. And I'm going to give it up. It was then back to the back after this with Christopher Daniels. His focus now is the Ring of Honor tag team titles, but he's a massive sad panda because he'd love to tag with Frankie Kazarian, but Frank ain't here anymore because he's an impact. Which is when he came up with a very different idea. Why doesn't he tag with da, 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 Matt Seidel? So now that's what's going to happen. That is cool though because they both have awesome careers to this point, And no matter who they work with, the other people will get better. So if that is the plan here, bravo, well done. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Trustbusters were then back of Ring of Honor. I swear they may take over this show. However, I do like Ari Davari, Slim J, and Mark Sterling, who hangs out in their corner. Especially because here, when they were making their entrance, they spent so long just putting on these tops or tank tops. And they were so pleased that they were able to change in the entrance way. I mean, it was goofy wrestling for life, but I like that. It got even better, though, because they were taking on Jake Crist and Man Scout Jake Manning. I'm sorry, Man Scout needs to be the world champion in around about 3.2 seconds. Because before the bell, he was reading a book about scouting. And when the bell rang and he had to lock up, he continued to read his book about scouting. Now, I don't think you're going to get any information there about wrestling. Flub me sideways. This was great. Davari just threw this book away, so screw that guy. Otherwise, 
the heels basically just kicked ass. Because basically, eventually, Slim J tagged in. He hit the reverse DDT. He locked in the STF on poor man scout. And I guess there was no information about that in the damn book. He tapped out. They also yelled at Metalik after this because, of course, they had problems with him. And Metalik made the worst appearance you've ever seen because he slid in the ring and got beaten up. Until, of all the people, out came Blake Christian with a chair. He chased him off. So there's a brand new tag team feud. But listen to me, anyone that's booking Ring of Honor right now, I need to see Manscout. Sounds like from South Park. Every single week, don't disappoint me. Up. The sheer 180 we had after this as well because the Pure Rules title was on the line. And it was Wheeler Utah versus Tim Lee Thatcher. And holy crap, they tried to rip each other's limbs off. And given it was Thatcher, he was going for arm bars instantly, which forced Wheeler Utah to go to the ropes. And that means he has now used one of his rope breaks. And this was clever to get out of the way early. Because if you've never watched Ring of Honor before and you've never seen a pure rules match, now you know one of the rules is you only get three rope breaks. Timmy continued to manipulate Wills' arms like they weren't his whatever that means, and he also did this crazy slam thing where he was using the arms and he just planted Wheeler Utah right into the floor. This is what I did with my own body and face because it looked so disgusting. You got sick of that eventually, as you would do, so all of a sudden he busted out an octopus hold and that scared the crap out of Timmy because he too had to grab the ropes, so now we were one-to-one. And they just started single-legging each other and working over body parts, but actually, Wheeler did such a good job here, all of a sudden Thatcher too was like, oh, my shoulder, my arm, my elbow and my knee. Holy crap, man, I think he's got me. Tim then flew in with this massive belly-to-belly and double underhook suplex as he went back to the armbar. And I get this stuff isn't for everyone, but honestly, he actually looks like he's trying to kill you, so you totally believe it. And then with full Sagat with their uppercut, so I bet somewhere Claudia Castagnoli was like, oh, that's not fair, that's my move. And Wheels got so on top here that he forced Timothy Thatcher to keep going to the ropes to the point he didn't have any left. It also meant that Utah hit this crazy German suplex, the hat as the gemacht. But you know what Tim did after this. He just started spamming the armbar button. Wheeler Utah then had to go to the ropes, and now they were screwed. You don't have any rope breaks left. You don't have any rope breaks left. So you better not get caught in a submission. The problem is, is that Timmy has a right temper on him. So at one point he pushed the referee. And in all that fracas, Wheeler Utah looked at his close fist, which is an illegal in this kind of match. He punched Timothy Thatcher right in the face. The official didn't see it. So we were screwed. He also allowed Wheeler to put on the Cobra twist. But he just tied Timothy Thatcher up using the ropes. Because again, he can't use it to get out of it now. And honestly, if you go and see this, even if you see a picture, you're like, yeah. Thatcher better have tapped out, otherwise he's going to die. And he tapped. Wheeler Utah is becoming such a huge asset for both AEW and Ring of Honor, though. And I tell you, this Timothy Thatcher knows exactly what he is doing. So if you just want a hard-hitting match today, here it is. Wills also got mad at the LA Dojo boys after this, or the New Japan trainees, and said he wants to beat them up. So out came Clark Connick, so we haven't seen Ring of Honor for a while, and they started arguing about Shibata, and basically I think next week we're at the pay-per-view, we are going to do these two going at it, so you'll get another crazy match, but it'll be different from this one, which surely has to be the MO of the whole promotion. I thought all of this worked very well. And then we had more evidence of that, because it was Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams, taking on that damn Aussie Open. Now I feel like Aussie Open is a bee in their bonnet at the moment because they are just having banger after banger. That's what they did here too. I mean, at the start of this, they did that delayed suplex thing where they go, right, I got a guy, I'm going to give him to you. And then the guy goes, right, great, now I've got him, I'm going to give him back to you. I mean, this is holding a human being up for ages and passing him around. 
I don't think that's normal. Williams then decided, well, I'm going to pile drive you, Mark Davis, and that didn't work, and neither did his running knee. And all of a sudden, Fletcher and Davis were doing these assisted cutters, and the four runs they did after this, they were just murking fools. We then got dual submissions like that's a normal thing, when Titus and Williams did start to get some near falls. But as is the theme of this show, like we're watching Sesame Street, you just never thought that Aussie Open were going to lose, because if they had it done... It would have been kind of stupid. They still busted out this top rope splash for another one, but man, Carl Fletcher then did this amazing spinning tombstone. And about three seconds after that, Mark Davis did the most, well, devastating pile driver you've ever seen in your life. He was just, that's got to be it, man. And it basically was. Because they allowed them to hit a bunch of lariats before they hit the Coriolis, which also looks absolutely like it's going to kill someone. They got the one, two, three, and they should probably be the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions sooner or later. They're just that good. Up. Which of course is the same for Eddie Kingston. I'm going to try and manifest into existence that even though within the story he's joined Ring of Honor but doesn't work for AEW anymore, I just need MGF versus Kingston for the promo battles alone. Here they are building him up for the Ring of Honor world title though and he was taken on someone I think called Ben Dijo or Ben Dojo, I don't know. It basically went 45 seconds, this poor guy got backfisted, which always sounds dodgy. Eddie Kingston got the three. Because Kingston is the best afterwards, he even did the code of honour, even though this guy was totally knocked out. He just got his limp arm and gave it a shake. When he told Claudio Castagnoli to get out here, because again, he wants to be the champ. Certainly Castagnoli is a dick these days. He's like, I'm not facing you. You don't have any honour at all. And he did walk off before Eddie Kingston chased him. But you know we are going to get this for the pay-per-view. Quite a big part of me thinks maybe, just maybe, Eddie Kingston should win. Otherwise... Why the flub did you move him over there to begin with? Up. And then I was happy and I was sad. That's wrestling and life for you. Because it was Athena versus Willow Nightingale for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. And while this did come out of nowhere, both of these women are so damn good at wrestling. And during this, they took the ante and they turned it up to 11. I mean, Willow flew out the blocks with this crossbody and these suplexes and these chops. And this one was actually different from the rest of the ones on the evening. Because I was like, well, look, if you do want to give the belt to Willow Nightingale, I'm not going to moan. So maybe we're going to do it. Cena in a panic then grabbed Nightingale's arm and just smashed it over the top rope. And I was like, well, that is smart. Because if you're a one-armed person, it's going to be quite hard to wrestle. When she just went potty, though, because she started to smash the ship out of Willow Nightingale. And even when everyone was going, blah, blah. Athena was like, man, you want to boo me? That's great. She also threw Nightingale into the rope's throat first, so she's crazy. And then she started doing the same thing with Simba the Steel Steps. She was taking her arm and she was running into them. She was just using them as a deadly weapon. And she did the same with Rita the Ring Post. <laughs> For some reason, the referee didn't give a damn. In pure desperation, Willow then busted out a powerbomb onto the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. When we got back into the damn thing, she went for this cannonball. Once again, Athena was like, nah, I don't want to get hit by that. As you back on top. The cool part before that, though, is they only got back in the ring at 19, because, of course, in Ring of Honor, we have counts of 20. And I know, what's the difference between 10 and what's the difference between 20? Not a lot, but it just makes things feel a little bit different. And when you have 10,000 hours of wrestling on TV every single week, I will take the small changes. The spinebuster that followed by Nightingale was absolutely brilliant. And once again, I thought she was going to be victorious. But Athena had kicked her ass so bad, when she tried to follow up with it, she wasn't able to. So Athena hit her with a face buster. And that obviously busts your face. There was then a great desperation pounce. And once again, it was one, two, oh. And when Willow Nightingale hit the power bomb, well, I was convinced. Very sadly, I'm a moron though, and I was totally wrong. I mean, they eventually fought all the way up to the top of the stage, where Athena grabbed Willow and just chucked her down on the damn thing. And before that, she had quite literally tried to rip the eyes from her skull. So I have no idea what she was doing. 
She then threw Willow into Simba the Steel Steps again before she hit the O-Face to get the three. If I ever meet this referee, I'm going to have a word with them. I think you let a little bit too much go. Athena just continued to destroy her after this as well, using the title belt, and she went back for the steps. But this says to me, we probably have to do a rematch at the pay-per-view, and maybe, just maybe, Willow Nightingale finally gets the win. But either way, we've got to feature Athena more. We've got to feature Willow more. This was such a damn good main event, and has taken the Ring of Honor Women's Championship and all of a sudden put it on a pedestal where it deserves to be giving it up. Match to the night. Which brings us to the end of the second ever episode of Ring of Honor. And I'll tell you this for free right now. You haven't got to pay for it. It's going to be hard to find downs on this show if we're just going to do really good match, really good match, really good match, followed by a really good match. And look, there'll be some foible somewhere along the line. But right now, again, if you're just looking for a bunch of wrestling that's top notch, you should probably watch this giving it up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you think about Ring of Honor at the moment and look maybe it can spice things up a little bit when it gets to stories. I'm not going to argue when it comes to that. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com where we'll keep you up to date with all the wrestling news. Follow us on social media at whatculturewwe and time and meta 316. I should have said this earlier. Look there'll be a lovely ups and downs video on the screen. Please give it a click. My name is Simon World Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Have yourself a lovely little day. <coughs> there it is. I'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.